2023 has come to an end. It was a great year for sneakers. It was a great year for me. What are some of the things that happened in 23? We're getting into that this time on Fire Footwear. Welcome back to Fire Footwear, everybody. As always, I am your host, Matt Freights. I hope that this finds you well, and I want to thank you for coming back to this channel, coming back to this podcast. It means a lot to me, and I want to wish you a happy new year. The year 2024 is upon us, and while we are always looking forward to the next release, to the next big event in our lives, I always think that it's very, very good for us to look backward and see what kind of a year that we had, or just in general to look at the history of things, to kind of be retrospective, and introspective all at the same time. The year 2023 was a great year for me personally, and I think it was a great year for sneakers. So what happened in 2023? Well, I would say that a lot of things happened in 2023, but if there is one major theme that I took away from 2023, it was the concept of availability for sneakers. Why do I say that? Well, if you go on Nike.com right now, or you go to the sneakers app right now, you're gonna find a lot of shoes that are available. Maybe not the most hype releases, maybe not the releases that you personally wanted, but we are not wanting for sneakers in the year 2024. And that was certainly the case in 2023, as just like the previous years past, we saw a ton of releases take place. Just about every single weekend, there was a sneaker releasing in some form or fashion, whether it was a Nike, an Adidas, an Asics, whatever. There were a lot of choices that could be had, and quite frankly, I think that sneaker companies did a great job of giving us a lot of choices to make. We could have gone broke very, very easily. There were a lot of shoes to be had. Obviously, some of the big hitters came out with releases like Travis Scott. You're always going to see the sneaker companies go for those because those are what sell. You also saw a lot of shoes that didn't sell very well or that these companies thought would sell well and definitely had a downturn in their sales, and we're going to get into that as well. What were some of the big storylines and sneakers from 2023? Well, if you go all the way back to the beginning of 2023, I think the biggest story of that time period was the fracturing of the relationship between Kanye West and Adidas. Much of that took place in 2022, but this was the real severing of the relationship in terms of the business partnership. Adidas had a ton of stock to get through. They were almost going to write it off. They actually decided to sell a portion of the stock that they had remaining from old Yeezy releases and a portion of the sales went to charities that furthered the cause for things that Kanye West had spoken out about. Adidas had a decision to make for the rest of the year, and they decided to back off of Yeezy releases for the foreseeable future. It sounds like they have a lot of stock still left that they need to get through. They may not actually get through it. I think that Adidas is looking at the finite end of that partnership, and I don't know if they're ever going to go back in time. I said many times that I think that that is a good thing. And while Yeezy had a great run with Adidas, I do feel like the fracturing of that partnership was a good thing for Adidas overall. And if you go back to one of the episodes or videos that I put out a couple of weeks ago, I hypothesized that maybe, just maybe, Adidas had a better year than Nike in 2023. That's really how our year started off. If you're talking about athletics or sports, I think that Anthony Edwards really took the cake in terms of signature athletes, and I think that's because he is a new signature athlete. Obviously, there's a ton of signature athletes out there, everybody from Jordan Brand. You're talking about KD. How about James Harden? There's a ton of athletes to pick from. I pick out Anthony Edwards specifically because I think that the interaction that he had with Kevin Durant 
who is one of Nike's premier flagship athletes right now and is still one of the biggest stars in the NBA, or at least one of the most recognizable stars in the NBA, Anthony Edwards and Adidas were coming to that and saying, we have something that's better and something that is going to take over the mantle of best player edition sneaker out there. I think that's an awesome thing. I think that Anthony Edwards is a flashy player. He obviously has a lot of moxie. I think if there is anybody who is going to take over the mantle the way that Nike thought John Morant was going to, it could be Anthony Edwards as long as he stays out of trouble. I know that here were some accusations put up against him, but in terms of just the signature sneaker, I think they hit a home run with that, and I really, really enjoyed the execution of it. What will the second iteration be like? What will the third? That remains to be seen, but I think for now, Adidas may have a hit on their hands as it relates to basketball-related shoes. Joe Freshgoods obviously had another great year with New Balance collaborations, but I think there may be an emerging star on that front, and I'm talking about J-Tips. J-Tips had a great year with a couple of great collaborations with sneaker companies that really weren't on anybody's radar. And more specifically, I highlighted this collaboration a couple of weeks ago. I'm talking about the Saucony Grids. That's not really a shoe that you see very often in sneaker culture. You don't really ever see it talked about in sneaker content. And I think that this is an emerging star. There is a bright future to be had here. And I do think that we just saw a very, very small glimpse of what could be. This is laying the groundwork for future collaborations, laying the groundwork for what could be the next Joe Fresh Goods, or maybe even surpassing that. I'm very much looking forward to what is to come in 2024 and the years beyond. But in 2023, no doubt, best new collaborator out there. Jordan Retros. Jordan Retros obviously always are a talking point every single year when you're recapping sneakers, but I think the biggest storyline about them is that sales of them are really on the decline. The Reimagined series had a couple of hits, but they also had a dud in there as well, and I'm talking about the Royal Reimagined ones. For me personally, they weren't a dud, but when Nike and Jordan brand came up with that concept, when they came up with the stock numbers, they definitely expected it to sell. It did not sell. It actually went on discount. The reimagined Jordan 3s didn't have that problem. They were a greatly executed shoe, and they sold very, very well. But if you look at retros across the board, even the most recent Jordan 11 Gratitude release, normally Jordan 11 sell out instantaneously, especially the release that takes place in December right around the holidays, which Jordan brand is known for making a Jordan 11 release every single year at that time. That didn't really sell very well. It's honestly kind of a weird thing to see. I think we're going to continue to see that trend in 2024, but this was your year to pick up a Jordan Retro. If you slept on every single one that came out because they weren't hype enough for you or they weren't the best colorway out there, you are missing out on a lot of heat. And a lot of heat that is definitely subjective to you. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you that it's heat. Go ahead and pick it up if it's available. Don't worry about whether the price is going to drop. It is what it is. We're already financially invested in this game. And Jordan Retros right now are probably the most accessible that they've ever been. And it may continue that way. So this is your time to cop. That was a huge story for me. And I was actually really pleased to see that many people were able to cop the shoes that they want. But it does make me a little nervous for the future of sneaker culture, which I outlined in a previous video a couple of weeks ago. Adidas and Jerry Lorenzo finally dropped the Fear of God line with Adidas, and it came out with much fanfare, but a lot of criticism. I personally understand the vision. It's not necessarily for me. I'm not going to pay those kind of prices, and a lot of people were complaining that the prices were very, very similar to just the Essentials pack. Very expensive, but with Adidas branding on it. I think a lot of people don't see Adidas as a luxury brand, and I think Jerry Lorenzo brings a luxury mindset to that. The prices were high, 
The collaborations didn't look all that different from anything that he had done before, so I think a lot of people were very skeptical. I'll be interested to see what happens in 24 with that, but for now, Jerry Lorenzo finally released after a long-awaited time period, and honestly, mixed reception. I don't know how he feels about that, but the sneaker community definitely had thoughts about it. That was a big milestone this year. Travis Scott continued to do his thing with Jordan 1 Lowe's, more Jordan 1 Lowe's, even a golf shoe out there. I am on record as saying that I think that the Jordan 1 Low for Travis Scott has been oversaturated for a while now. None of the colorways really spoke to me because honestly, I think that they've overdone it to this point. We do know that there is going to be a brand new silhouette that Travis Scott is debuting in 2024. We're going to discuss that more in a future video, but that's something to look out for. But in 2023, it was more the same from Travis. Yes, there was the Mac attacks, but I don't think that they were that different from the OGs. And honestly, I think Travis had kind of a meh year in terms of what he is known for. And maybe that's going to change in 24. A lot of people still giving him credit for all the stuff that he's done previously. But in 2023, not my favorite Travis Scott year. But he's here to stay. He's here with Nike. And honestly, I think we can always depend on there being a Travis Scott release, at least one or two Jordan Travis Scotts throughout the entirety of the future of sneaker culture until he decides to hang it up. But 2023, not his year. The Widner Group made a lot of headlines for a lot of the wrong reasons with this money laundering scandal. I know that there's not a lot of details out about it, but what we do know is that they were taking a lot of shoes that were meant for sneaker releases and selling them to the Chinese for some type of money laundering scheme. I don't know all the details. I don't pretend to know all the details. I know that a lot of people tried to say that this screwed them out of shoes, and I'm talking about a lot of the Amma Manier releases. I don't think it had anything to do with that, but it definitely was something to look out for. When the FBI is on you, that's never a good thing. However, Ama Manier had another great year, and I think they're going to continue to have great years because Nike and Jordan Brand seem to be giving them carte blanche to do whatever they want. The Jordan 5 was the talk of the town. A lot of people like the black colorway. I wasn't a particular fan of this collaboration. Maybe it's because I'm not that big of a fan of the Jordan 5, but Ama Manier continues to kill it, and I do believe that Jordan Brand is very confident that they're just going to continue to hit home run after home run. Now, they had some collaborations like the Airship that didn't get a lot of visibility, but it was very accessible. And like I said at the top, accessibility was big this year. So if you wanted an Ama Manier release, no matter what it was, that Airship was your opportunity, and you may get another opportunity in 24 as they just seem to continue to restock the shoe. Ama Manier killed it. They always seem to kill it. Will they continue to kill it in 24? That remains to be seen, but that was definitely a big highlight. The Adidas Samba, once again, was the shoe of the streets, and I don't think there, there's any stopping it at this point. There are collaborations to be had. There's going to be more collaborations in 2024. The Adidas Samba is here. It's cheap. It's accessible. It's simple. It basically appeals to just about everybody who wears sneakers. You don't even have to be a sneakerhead to love the Adidas Samba. It's here to stay. And I think that in 23, it was definitely the silhouette of the year. Maybe some of the collaborations weren't in line for sneaker of the year. Although you could make the argument that the Wales Bonner collab, which was chef's kiss, by the way, the Adidas Samba was great. And it's kind of funny because when you go back to my childhood, I always liken that to an indoor soccer shoe. And to see it part of another portion of my life, and we're talking about sneakers and streetwear now, it's just funny to me because I remember so many kids that I grew up with in elementary school and grade school wearing those shoes because they played soccer. It was a functional shoe. And now to see it as something that's kind of almost like an icon in fashion is kind of amazing to me, but it's also fun. And that's what makes sneaker culture so fun. Last but not least, Nike SB. 
Nike SB had a great year because of one shoe, and that was the Nike SB Jordan 4 Pine Green. Almost a unanimous sneaker of the year choice. It wasn't for me, but I do recognize the fact that it is a wonderful shoe. I think that the biggest story coming out of this was that all of the tooling, which they consulted with skateboarders about, is actually going to be on every Jordan 4 Retro going forward. That is a huge, huge home run for Nike and Nike SB. It's something that I have been wanting out of sneaker retros. I want more comfort. I want it to be brought up to the times now. Sneaker companies aren't willing to do that because the nostalgia is kind of something that people traffic in so heavily that they're unsure about whether it's going to appeal to the masses. The Royal Reimagined was 100% victim to that because a lot of people thought you can't make it something that's not leather. It was a fire shoe, but a lot of people didn't like it because it messed with the OG aesthetic. And so I think Nike was a little tepid on this to see what will happen if we do this. It was such a home run and it can be used in so many retros going forward that I'm really, really excited about this. But this shoe was really the talk of 23. It was, like I said, the unanimous sneaker of the year choice. And maybe it wasn't for me, but if you go to every pundit Utah complex, it was in the top three, if not the top two for most people. It was a fire shoe. Lots of other things happen in sneakers, from big red boots to the emergence of Asics Gel Cayanos to another Union Jordan 1 release. It was a great year for sneakers in general. But what about me? What happened in my personal life? 2023, I can say safely, is one of the best years that I've ever had. I feel more comfortable with who I am, and that is after turning 40 earlier this year. One of the great things about turning 40 was feeling even more comfortable with who I am, more comfortable with the lifestyle that I'm leading. But one of the best things was that the episode that I did in audio for turning 40 is what caused a lot of people to find this podcast earlier this year. That made me very, very happy. And it made me happy to know that there are a lot of other sneakerheads out there who are just like me, who are either 40 or have just turned 40. They have young kids at home and they just love sneakers and they all just want somebody to talk to about them. And that's where I came in. So that was really, really a great thing. I traveled abroad. Actually, I traveled for the first time since the pandemic and since my son was born. We went to England as a family. I'm talking about the entire family, my in-laws. It was awesome. I got to see a country I've never been to. I got to see sneaker culture in another country that I'd never been to. And it was just the trip of a lifetime in many different ways. It made me realize that I was ready to reinsert myself into the world, that I was ready to go back traveling. And while there was a little bit of hesitancy at first, it was awesome to be able to get over that hurdle mentally and know that I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to travel more in 2024, but in 2023, that was definitely one of the highlights. I also got to take some trips to see family, spend some real quality time with the people that I love. That's always a great, great thing. If there's something that I think we don't do enough in life, it's that. And I think to be able to do that, to be fortunate enough to be able to have my son interact with all these different family members who love him, it's a great reminder that I'm very, very fortunate. And so looking back on it, those trips, the rewards of it, they're top notch. They're almost unbeatable. And I think that's one of the best things about this year for me. Another thing that's great is I love music and I was able to go to some concerts this year. I got to see Metallica with one of my friends. They are my favorite band. I went to see Ed Sheeran with my wife. That is her favorite artist, bar none. Those were two great concerts. It was nice to get back to concerts. I finally was able to start going back to them at the end of 2022. Nice to continue that. I hope to go to more in 23. Another thing that was awesome related to concerts, I got to go to a Virginia Tech football game. I hadn't been in Lane Stadium since 2006, probably. Having graduated in 2006, it had been far too long. Getting to see the campus, 
getting to see game day. All of it was awesome. It was one of the highlights of this year. I'm really glad that I did it, and I was glad that I was able to take my brother-in-law to see it. And one last thing about this year is I put a lot more stock into this podcast. I tried to think a little bit more about what you, the viewer, you, the listener, wanted, and I worked more on this YouTube page. It's not perfect. I upgraded some equipment up here. I learned more about this craft. And in 2024, I hope to bring you more stuff. And we're going to have an episode that talks about a lot of that future stuff. I think it's important to not only look back, but let's look forward. So the next time you hear from me, the next time you see me, we're going to talk about 2024. But before we get into that, after a great year of recapping everything that happened in sneakers and everything that happened in my life, let's get to the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that has caught my eye. It's something that I think that you should know about. It's not always hype. Rarely is it hype. It's just something that I want to highlight for you. If you are somebody who is my age, you remember Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley played in the late 80s and early 90s, one of the best basketball players to ever play. He had a sneaker collaboration back in the 90s, and that was the Air Max CB. That is releasing another colorway on January 9th. It is the white, and I think it's royal. It's such a retro-looking shoe. Shout out to my friend Ryan Leskis of Payne Productions, the podcast about Champaign, Illinois. He is a big fan of these. They were something that always piqued his interest when he was younger, and he has very fond memories about them. I have fond memories of watching Charles Barkley play in these, and this is a great retro. If you haven't gotten a pair of pennies yet, this may be the opportunity to get another great 90s retro. So don't forget, releasing January 9th, the Air Max CB94 white and old royal colorway. It's awesome. Go ahead and pick it up if you're somebody who loves nostalgia like me. So was 2023 a good year for you? And do you think that it was a good year for sneakers? Hit me up on Instagram, at FireFootwearPod is the handle. Find me on TikTok to see some content there, at FireFootwearPod is the handle to find me. If you're a Facebook user, search FireFootwear, a sneaker podcast. If you're an audio listener, but you want to see the video version of this, Go to YouTube and search Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast with Matty Ice. You'll find all the videos, some different things than what I put out in audio. So if you're looking for that for a different flair, you would find that there. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And if you want to support the Matty Ice Media Network, MattyIceMedia.com for all of the other podcasts that we have, including Iceman and Coach and Political Football. Hope this finds you well, fam. I hope this finds you safe. And I will talk to you next time. This is Fire Footwear. Opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.